0: blog talk radio welcome to focus on albany my guest today is my returning guest is my friend zach simpson and he's going to talk about the for-profit plasma center that's going to be opening up in albany and he's going to talk about why he opposes this so zach have you been keeping yourself real busy
1: it's been a really busy week, uh, Cynthia, between the Board of Zoning Appeals meeting about the plasma. I got interviewed afterwards by Channel uh, Channel 10 News. Um, then there's also been some developments with the wrap Road Pyramid Project, and I also mm-hmm. I chaired that subcommittee looking at the upgrades to the Common Council Chambers in Channel Albany Studio. But the most
0: important question I've got to ask is that. Who are you rooting for for the Super Bowl? <laughs>
1: um, probably the Kansas City Chiefs, I would say. They haven't been there in, what, 50 years? So, wow. So, you know, the, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm sure for them it's a big deal. And, um, you know, it would be nice to see them win again, you know, 50 years after being there. So
0: they must have been uh, champions at the very beginning because what's this Super Bowl number? Do you know?
1: Oh, I think it's 50, is it 56, 54? Wow. 56? Maybe
0: 56. So tell us about this for-profit plasma center. Where is it going and why are you
1: opposing it? Well, I should give you a little background information. Um, So two two years ago, in late 2017, um, this company called CSL Plasma, they're out of Boca Raton, Florida. Representatives came to the neighborhood and talked about a potential blood plasma center in Hannaford Plaza, where there used to be a dollar store. Um, So we talked about it. Openly, um, Chris Spencer from the Department of Planning for the City of Albany was there. And we all, you know, a lot of the folks in the neighborhood had a real concern about it, you know, right from the get-go, me included. Um, We asked a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. But most importantly was, what's a reasonable setback from a residential neighborhood? And we talked about it, and it was a 1,000 feet. That was, you know, pretty agreeable to the whole you know, group. And then when it went to the planning board, all of a sudden the setback, because they had to write it in, they, they proposed a new amendment to the zoning code allowing for a plasma center, but the setback was 250. Okay. So we got really upset um, because we talked about a thousand feet, um, and then all of a sudden it was 250. Um, so I and my council member, Michael Bryan, we spoke, and lots of other members of the, um, of the neighborhood showed up, spoke up very forcefully at the planning board. We also spoke up very forcefully at the, um, the council because it ended up going from the planning board to the council for approval at 500 feet. They bumped it up, so they disagreed with the, um, the planning commissioner. Um, and then when I went to the council, I still hammered away at 1,000 feet um, and ended up getting tabled in committee. So it kind of stalled. Then the ordinance, the the change to the zoning, got um, withdrawn by the chair of the uh, planning uh, subcommittee, uh, Kathy Faye. Then um, so the applicant, which was the it's the, it's the uh, uh, company that owns Hanaford Plaza, the Niagara Companies, um, they mm-hmm. filed a, they filed an appeal. Well, first they filed an Article Seventy Eight lawsuit which they eventually withdrew against the city. Um but they did file an appeal which then went back to the Board of Zoning Appeals and the Board of Zoning Appeals um overruled the planning commissioner and now a plasma Clinic is considered light manufacturing, which is currently in the the, the code, the zoning code. So now it's, a, it's um, a conditional use permit would apply. So, in essence, they ruled that it can go into Hanaford Pilots. So um, that's where we're at. So wh-
0: why why are you so
1: against it? So after they came to the neighborhood in December of 2017, um, I kind of walked away and said. You know, I don't know a lot about plasma centers, so let me do some research. And research I did. I found dozens and dozens of references, research journal articles, magazines, um, news stories about problems with these plasma centers. Um, You know, they do attract drug dealers because they, um, you know, these people go donate their plasma and then trade, um, you know, basically their blood for drugs. That's what they say. Um, There's a lot of issues with loitering, a lot of issues with, you know, crowding out parking spots. Um, You know, they say that these plasma clinics actually um, have an impact on the Red Cross, which is a voluntary donation system Um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you can get paid for it, you're going to go to the plasma center, not going to go to the Red Cross. So it does affect them as well. Um, But there's been a lot of issues. I mean, I could really just go through a lot of them. Um, There's a lot of side effects with donating plasma. Um, see you can donate I think twice a week. Do two times a week. What? You can donate twice a week, the plasma at the plasma centers. Wow. Whereas at the Red Cross you can donate every twenty eight days, which seems more reasonable to me.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this Zach. If somebody is doing this to uh support their habit, let's say And there are maybe like heroin or cocaine, okay? Does the does the drugs affect their plasma?
1: Um, So that's that's I'm I'm not sure. I can look into it. Um, But um, obviously, there's issues where people are. You know they want to get compensated for their plasma, so what they'll do is, in the introductory questionnaire forums, they'll lie. You know they'll lie to to, to be able to donate and to get that money. You know, whereas uh-huh. it, on volu- voluntary plasma donations, people aren't people don't really have an incentive to lie, so the, it's a more it's more of an honest way to go to to collect plasma. Um, uh-huh. So, but yeah, these plasma centers, I could tell you, like they um. So there's, it's not just a coincidence why they wanted to target, you know, the Hannaford Plaza for their location. I mean, they have certain criteria that they, they want. They want it to be on a bus line. They want it to be near a college or university, near an interstate system. They want it to be in a, you know, a middle-class neighborhood in a strip mall. That, those are the things that they look for. And this was one of their top choices was to come here. Um, But we are very concerned. I'm I'm, I'm certainly concerned as leader of the neighborhood um, on what this is going to mean for us, Um, what kind of, you know, secondary impacts we're going to see from this. So what is basically,
0: what is the community? Have Have they been very vocal against it?
1: Yes, um, the community is is absolutely not happy about this. Um, You know, they spoke up at a lot of these meetings. Um, I know, you know, when it was first talked about in the neighborhood, at the neighborhood meeting, um, pretty much it was lopsided. Everybody was very concerned to hear about this.
0: So have you spoken to... Have you addressed this issue with the county
1: council? Well, <clears throat> I have. Um, you know, Michael Bryan, my councilman, he he's 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 been very opposed to this. When um, it went from the planning board to the council for consideration, it went to a subcommittee where I spoke up very forcefully, as well as Michael Bryan did, um, and that's when it got tabled because the mood of the room was, you know a thousand foot setback from any residential area seems to be appropriate, but they had more questions about it. So that's why it ended up getting tabled. So, but you know, my, my council member, Michael Bryan, he has a piece of legislation right now calling for a thousand foot setback for plasma centers. So,
0: okay. So if, if this is done by the red cross, how does these plasma centers, uh, Come into
1: being. Well, I mean, it's legal. I mean it is regulated. Um, but you know, they, they it's it's a multi billion dollar industry. Um and it's you know, there's about four corporations that control all the you know, donation of plasma. For the for profit uh-huh. donation of plasma. CSL is just one of four. There's Octapharma, there's there's a couple others out there. Um, but CSL is actually an Australian-based company. Um, and um, so it's, you know, it's a big company. Um, they do have locations throughout the United States. Um, one thing that's kind of you know, a bit disturbing to tell you about is on the U.S.-Mexico border, there are dozens of plasma centers, and people come across the border from Mexico to donate their plasma and then go back over with their, with their money. Really? Wow, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think there's
1: probably about two dozen of them them on the U.S.-Mexico border.
0: So for it to be, for it to come into uh, the city of Albany, does it have to get the okay from the mayor?
1: I don't believe so. So where the process is at now, um so the board of zoning appeals has ruled that it fits under the light manufacturing uh, provision of the US it's called the USGO the zoning. Um I disagree with that assessment. Um I, they're not they're not manufacturing anything. They're they're extracting uh, <laughs> you know plasma. It's they're not making anything. So I don't think that's appropriate. Um but um now so what it, what happens now is the applicant will apply for a conditional use permit, and then the planning board will consider the application and um, place certain restrictions and provisions on on the use of the space at Hanover Plaza.
0: So uh, when when you talk to people and they say that they're against this, are
1: they against it for the
0: same reason you are?
1: Um, for, yeah, I think, I think a lot of them are, you know, it does, these companies, this company preys on, you know, people of low income, people that feel a need to donate plasma, just get an extra $20, $30 at a pop, um, you know, and I think, I think it, you know, there's physiological effects on people. It suppresses your immune system. It reduces your immunoglobulins, your natural killer cells. Um, but, you know, there's issues with this. And I'm, I'm not happy about it.
0: Are there a lot of plasma centers in, in the state of New York?
1: There's a few. There's some in Rochester. There's some downstate. Um, so there are a few. Not a lot. Um, but there are a few. I'm sure in the future there's going to be many more because, you know, that's what they do. They, it's, um you know, there was this one article that they were quoted as saying, you know, <laughs> you know, the United States is the OPEC of plasma um, because it's legal. Um, You know, a lot of municipalities, you know, basically a lot of municip- municipalities handle it. Plasma centers differently. Some call for a 1,000-foot setback from any residential area, any, you know, park, any, like, daycare center. Um, But with what the BZA did, basically you can find a plasma center in any area in the city of Albany. That's commercial. So uh, how close are they to opening um that's to be determined it should probably take you know several months um to you know open get it compliant with their needs, get the certifications and inspections in
0: if there's enough opposition, do you think they will they cannot open an opening?
1: Well, you know, I think if there was a uh, a far-reaching boycott of CSL plasma, I think there would be a a, a way to get them out, which would be not making a profit.
0: So you talked about all the cons. Are
1: there any pros to it? I mean, yes. Plasma um, is used for treating, you know, certain, you know, diseases and, and supporting for certain therapies. Um, but, you know, it's – but, you know, but then there's the other side, which is the World Health Organization actually is calling for nations to phase out plasma-derived medical products. So, I mean – and in, even in Canada, you can't donate – you can't do it at all. You can't. You can't sell your plasma.
0: Not even to the Red Cross?
1: In Canada, you cannot compensate people for donating plasma. Red Cross, you you donate. So would
0: it take an act of the New York State Legislature or an act of Congress? And if it's Congress, have you spoken to Paul Tonko about this?
1: I have not spoken to Paul Tonko about this, no. I am – you know, right now I'm just trying to deal with this at the city level um, because – because the way things are now, it, it could go anywhere in the city and, and that's that's a big problem for me. I do believe that blood plasma centers should have been a, a new amendment to the zoning code. It did not fit in with any current existing code, um and it needed to be a thousand feet from any residential area. Um so that that's been my position for two years. I've never wavered on it.
0: So um uh... Hannaford Plaza, isn't that, doesn't that meet the uh, requirement? It's not really near any homes, right?
1: Actually, it is right near, um, right behind Hannaford Plaza is Buell Street, Croswell Street, which are probably about 250, 200, you know, 300 feet away from the plaza. Okay. Very close.
0: When, When somebody is employed by, by, A plasma center? Do they have a background in medicine or you know healing or
1: anything? Or can anybody people that people that are employed? Yep. Yeah, they have um like a medical director. They have you know licensed practical nurses, phlebotomists.
0: Okay. But what your what your most concerned about is the fact that people will walk in for just some extra cash to get either liquor or drugs. Is that correct?
1: I think the chances of that of happening is very high. There, You know, there's a, there's a supermarket there. There's a, the, the liquor stores there. Um, you know, one thing we're really concerned about is its location near Westland Hills Park. You know that's our park. That's where you know people bring their children. Um, we don't, you know, it's just been. You know, we have a lot of concerns about what this is going to do to our neighborhood. Are we going to have people coming out of the plasma clinic all week from donating and spaced out? You know, we a lot of loitering. You know, we we are very concerned about the impacts, the secondary impacts.
0: I've I got to say, you know, I've done focus on all these shows recently with. Kevin Cash and we talk about the poverty in, in Albany and uh, I'm sure that the, there's a lot of people in Albany who are having trouble making ends meet so for you to say substance abuse isn't that kind of like a stereotype rather than somebody who really needs extra money
1: well I mean, I mean, who do you think is going to sell the plasma? People with middle income or higher incomes? No. You know, it's def- it definitely is targeting people that are poor and lower income. Absolutely, you no. Know, it's it's a way to get extra okay. cash without pay it's it's a way to get extra cash without paying taxes on it.
0: Okay, what I'm saying is you know, you you you're insinuating it might be used for you know, different of substances that might be harmful for the body. Do um, you think maybe a lot of these poorer people who go in there might be doing uh, selling plasmas
1: to feed their children? Absolutely. I'm sure there's some keep the lights on. Yeah, there's obviously different reasons why people are going to go in there to sell their plasma. But, you know, there's this one. I, I, you know, I did a lot of research on this. There was a couple articles where, the, um, you know, it was a magnet for drug dealers. They knew people were going in there, you know, hard on their luck, getting this money, you know, in the form of a gift card, and then and then trading it for their fix. So yeah, it's been documented in several articles. Um, so it does happen. It absolutely happens. But yes, I'm sure people do it to, you know, make ends meet as well. Absolutely. So,
0: for the people who might be opposed to this, or after they listen to this, say, "Hey, I don't want this, you know, in Albany," or "I don't want this in my neighborhood," what can they do?
1: Well, um, there is a web. (laughs) There's, we are uh, thinking about boycotting CSL Plasma. So, you're you know, rest assured, you're probably going to see a campaign against them. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a PR campaign, um, you know. So I, I think that's going to be the next step here, making sure people are aware of all the problems with these clinics.
0: Because, because people will will be walking out of the clinic with extra money. Do you think the people that own Hannaford? Do you think they're going to? Uh, Chip on your bed, and then being opposed to
1: it. Oh uh, well, you know, um, I haven't spoken with Hannaford personally, but people in the neighborhood have, and they're not terribly fond with the whole plasma clinic idea right next oh, to their store. Wow. wow! So, so that's where we're at. Um, so you know, we're, we're we're um my neighborhood's a very <laughs> vocal neighborhood. We we do stand up for our homeowners' rights. And uh, we're going to keep watching what's happening here. Um, But obviously, we're not happy about what the Board of Zoning Appeals has done.
0: So if people want to have more information, uh, can you furnish people with more information or where they can go to get more information?
1: Yep. Um, if, if anybody's interested in learning about all the information that I have found, uh, they can send me an email. Um, it's uh, ZacharyM at Simpson at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me an email and uh, I can forward you the information.
0: One of the things that you've been uh, working on is the public access TV. How's that
1: going? Good, good. So on Thursday, um I, you know, I'm chairing the uh, planning, um, the equipment planning subcommittee for the uh, Public Education and Government Access Oversight Board, where we are planning the upgrades to the council chambers as well as the Channel Albany Studio. So we met on Thursday, actually inside the Albany um, City Hall Council Chambers, and uh, we had a really great meeting. It was me, the City Clerk, um, the Senior Legislative aide for the Common Council. Um, the uh, station manager from Open Stage Media in Schenectady. Um, our studio coordinator was there and also um, one of the uh, other board members from the from the tank board was there. And we talked about the different equipment. Um, we're really getting to a point where we're finalizing a real solid list of new equipment, new upgrades for the uh, Common Council Chambers. And uh, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, so that's what
0: that I is. Zero, zero. Are there a lot of openings where people want to come down and do a show, do you think?
1: Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody interested in wanting to do a show, they can reach out to Kirk Daniels, the studio coordinator, and um, he can hopefully schedule a good time for people to come into the studio to, to do a show.
0: Terrific. So in our, in our final moment, Zach, do you have any, any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, just, um, you know, as a message to the citizens of Albany, you know, there's always emerging threats in our neighborhoods. And, you know, the big threat we're dealing with right now is this plasma clinic. So my best advice is to stay vigilant, stay determined, and and stay involved, and and keep fighting for your neighborhoods.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much, Zach. You have been listening to Zach. I'm Cynthia Cooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes if you have a comment about this show. Hashtag Focus on Albany. Zach, thanks so much, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Cynthia. Bye, everybody.